Uh, If you will, turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. We're facing a new year, facing new things. And how many of you are just a little bit um, anxious about going into the new year? How many are just a little bit fearful of what may happen in the future? Let's read, I'm going to read a few verses here, and then we're going to actually go through this whole chapter on on some things about how we can address this thing about the fear that comes, fear of the future. Joshua 1, 1, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. And from the wilderness in this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. You know, if anybody last January would have talked about all the different things that were going to happen in 2020, some of y'all would have just quit then. But let me tell you something, 2020 hadn't been all that bad. You're saying, oh, it's terrible. A lot of terrible things have happened. A lot of things going on in this world. The fear that's being generated is not a natural fear. It's being generated and gemmed up for us. You want to have a lot more peace? Turn the TV off the news. How many of you have heard on the news that the survival rate of COVID is 99 point some percent. No, but all we hear is about is how many people are passing. We have heard now that the, um, the regular flu is just not even happening because we're wearing masks. I don't know. No matter what happens, half of this country is going to believe whoever is sitting in the um, office of the president is illegitimate. 
Those are the bad things that we hear and do. Those are kind of fearful things. Everything attached to that may be fearful. But let me, let me talk to you about Joshua for a minute. <laughs> Joshua, Moses just died. Joshua was like second in command behind Moses. He was his assistant pastor, if you get today's thought process going. He was happy being that second man. But now Moses is gone. And God just came to Joshua and said, you are the man. And guess what, Joshua? You're going to go in and take the, uh, the promised land. I'm going to give you all that land. It's all yours. But you know, there's some people over there. They, well, they think it's theirs. And you're going to have to take it away from them. But I'm going to be with you. And you're going to do, be able to do that. And, and, and Joshua, you got to take care of all these people. Now, Joshua was part of the ones who, who came out in the Exodus. He and Caleb were one of the ones left out of the ones that came out of the Exodus because the rest of them didn't believe God after they saw all those miracles and they had to wander around the wilderness for uh, about 40 years. I don't know, 2020 does feel like a wilderness for most of us, doesn't it? It seemed like 40 years. <laughs> Listen, I had a granddaughter born this year. That's awesome. Good stuff. Joshua's got to manage all these relationships. Moses had a hard time taking care of these people. They always grumbled. They always griped. They, uh, oh, man, there's just, uh, now Joshua's got to take care of all that. And Joshua's getting ready. They're, uh, they're uh, getting ready to go across the Jordan River and go into the promised land. And he is looking at his future, and I think he must be terrified. I, if he wasn't so terrified, I don't think God would say over and over, be of, strong, be of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. Three, four times in this chapter that, that those words are mentioned to, to Joshua. And we are getting ready to go into a new year. We, uh, I think we all a little bit shell-shocked from last year because so many strange things happened. Things that we were just totally out of our control. And guess what? Those things are going to happen again. And some of us in our minds are playing the what ifs. What if this happens and what if that happens and what if and what if? What ifs are, are not real profitable things to think about. Think about the things that are real, that are true, and we'll talk about that a little bit more as we go on. As we stand here at the beginning of 2020, Let's do what our 2021, 2020 is gone. Let's, let's, let's look, at the, let, look at this kind of through the eyes of Joshua. As the Lord dealt with him, let me tell you, he's going to deal with us. Joshua is faced with fear. And as we go into 2021, many of us are facing that same, uh, feeling that same fear when we face the future. We, we have fear, we have anxiety, and some of us are just flat discouraged. I want this to turn into a very encouraging. I want you to quit thinking and quit being afraid. See, what we're going, some of us are going, what will happen to our relationships this year? Joshua had to worry about those relationships. He now and all this people unto the land which I do give them unto the children of Israel. 
We're probably playing, what's going to happen with all these people I know? What's going to happen with my family? What, 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 what's going to happen within our church? How are we going to deal with others? Let me give you some scripture to back some of these things up, to give you some answers. What's going to go on with your family? You're going to continue those relationships. Ephesians 6, 4 says, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. I have many, many, many more verses that we can go through, but that's going to just take up too much time. I've got a lot to say. Let me tell you something. One of the greatest blessings is to, to teach your children the things that you've learned of the Lord, to disciple them and to see them start doing that to their children. Last week, my granddaughter Kennedy came to church for the first time. Some of y'all missed that. She's a cutie. I got a video, or since and I got, saw a video of my grandson, um, the littlest one, Andrew. He was playing drums and singing, or, well, he was beating on the couch, because Zach said, don't go to the drum set, it's too loud. They have a drum set, both of the boys. And, uh, uh, but he's singing, um, How Great Is My God trying to he's still working on that talking stuff so what God has given me we were able to give to our family to our children and they are in turn giving to their children our relationships are going to continue and if we will uh, uh, abide by the scripture we will see that those relationships will thrive what about our relationships within the church first Peter says this the elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither is being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. To me, that's personal. I'm an elder. I'm a pastor. That's what that word means. And I am to feed the flock, and I am to, to prepare, prepare you to be able to pass on what you know. And by the way, that's what we're to be doing all the time. I look at 2020. There are some big churches that have not even got close to their, what their attendance was. They are really hurting. Um, I did the numbers, figured out the figures. 2019, we averaged 133. 2020, we averaged 114. That is amazing. That is amazing. That's, in, that's including a small percentage of what of the views of, on, uh, online. Um, there are several churches that didn't even have services for several weeks or months. You know, we never missed a beat. We were outside and y'all are in your cars and, and and if we need to go back inside our cars, we can go back inside our cars. And we can honk at each other. And that was kind of encouraging, was it not? You see, we are here together. Our relationships were, will, will continue to deepen as we minister one to another, as we prepare how to teach one another, as we become, well, well, let's talk about some other things. You're the salt of the earth. But the salt hath lost its savior, wherewith shall it be satisfied? 
salted. It is therefore good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden underfoot of men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. And Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. The second is like unto it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. You know, we tried to connect a lot last year. And everything that we did in, in trying to connect, all of our normal stuff got thrown out. We had to stop Good News Club in March. We still have not been able to start Good News Club again. Um, Larry's grandson goes to Good News Club at Neil, and he, I saw him yesterday, and he said, when can we go back to Good News Club? I miss it. I said, I miss it too, and I'm not sure. We're hoping to go start this month, but we're not sure. Um, the JYC, the middle school ministry, we are going to be able to start this month. All of our normal outreaches that we did, the big Halloween thing, um, the back-to-school thing we did, the, the health safety, all those things, were we couldn't do them. But God opened up other doors where we're feeding people. By the way, I never wanted to be a food pantry, but now we are a food pantry. And we're going to continue that, and we're going to grow in that, looking for more resources. And, and, and we, we have an average of 160 families a week come through to get drive-through food. It's, i got a feeling it's going to get worse. We're connecting with those people. Because those people, when they come here, they're being prayed to with. They're, they're being given uh, tracts and literature and New Testaments. And we're connecting. We had a drive through Christmas thing. That was really pretty neat. It worked out really well. Again, I don't know, Dennis said he figures 400 people came through and as one of the people from the health department left said hey uh, let's do something for Easter talked with them this last week and we've got it set up for the um, 29th of March we're going to do a drive through Easter I'm not sure how that's going to look and what we're going to do but I just got an oriental training and we're able to I was looking at all the Easter stuff they got I know I've got two big boxes of eggs out in the shed so we may have an egg stuffing on Sunday because there's thousands of them that we can give out but what else can we do can we you know we had a nativity scene here maybe we can reproduce the uh, empty tomb I, I don't know some of you might be more creative than me I always copy stuff from people but we some of you may have that creativity what I'm trying to say is our connections with the world our, our, the people that we are going to deal with, it's just going to look different. We can't be afraid. We're going to be having even more impact. Because see, you know who's in charge of this? It's, it's God. We're going to have enemies just like, uh, um, just like Joshua did. He had adversities. He had adversaries. The Hittites and all those otherites. First Peter tells us that be sober, be vigilant, 
because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. We primarily have three, three enemies. The flesh, Romans 8, 5, for they that uh, are after, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Yeah, I, the flesh, that's, that. yeah, well, that's that wanting the cheesecake when you shouldn't. We are purging all junk food from our house. Cindy's going to go through withdrawal. You see, she can eat that stuff and not really gain weight, but she's, it, it, it's got all got to go. We also have a, 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 an enemy called the world and the devil. I think that devil might be in here today, but... Uh, Maybe his chief demon rode to the side of him there. <laughs> we have the world. 1 John 2, 16, For all is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. It's enmity. It's a, we have the world system. And look, I have no idea what's going to happen. Okay? I watched enough news to know that, that, that everything's still not settled. It's all going to be a mess. Like I said, whoever's in goes into the, the office, whatever administration's there, everybody, at least half the country, is going to think it's illegitimate. I remember back when Trump was elected, we had some folks that were just terrified of what was going to happen. I mean, I, I had a, a young family that I was dealing with, and, and they were, they just, they thought the world was coming to the end. They were giving up. It didn't happen. And, and, and I don't know what will happen with a, a, um, a Biden administration. I have no idea. Um, and you know what? It really doesn't matter because I'm following Jesus. I have no We have some indications, you know, what will, how, they, how will they handle the, the COVID and will they shut us down? If the indications from the states that are primarily controlled um, with Democratic governors if that's an indication of how what's going to happen natu nationally, there, there's going to be some there's going to be some difficulties. We're going to we may not be able to meet inside. We may be back out in the cars again, or we may be able uh, we may be meeting in our homes. We're going to prepare. I don't know. Maybe it'll all go away. All I know is I'm going to follow Jesus and I'm going to make disciples who make disciples. Satan. Satan is our greatest enemy. He is the ruler of this world. He is the, and the world consists of the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. The lust of the flesh is the passion to feel. It is pleasure-driven. Sex, food, you just fill in the blank. The lust of the eye is the passion to have. It's possessions, it's money, it's salary, it's materialism. And the pride of life is a passion to be somebody, prestige, stature. You see, Satan tempted Adam and Eve with all of these things, and they failed. He tempted Jesus with all of these things, and Satan failed. 
we're going to have life issues this year. James 1, 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any, man, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to thee. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, There hath no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful, who will suffer you to be tempted above, um, I'm sorry, will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but with all temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Listen, some of these trials, some of these temptations, some of the things that come in our life is to, to make us stronger, to make us more perfect. By the way, in New Testament, you see that word perfect. It means mature. It means to grow up. There's going to be health issues. There'll be financial issues. There's going to be challenges all over the place. There's going to be people that just aggravate you. There's, all, there's always that, right? You see, we're going to have adversities and adversaries. We're also going to have promises we have God's promises Joshua had this one every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon that I have given unto you as I said unto Moses Joshua 1 5 there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all thy days of thy life as I was with Moses so will I be with thee I will not fail thee nor forsake thee 1 John 5 4 for whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Philippians 4.19, most of you know this. But my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds. Many times we look at God's promises and we get the what ifs. Well, what if God won't, won't, won't bless me this time? Wait a minute, he just got you through all sorts of stuff. You just made it through 2020. If he can get you through 2020, he can get you through 2021. But what if he doesn't like me anymore? Stop. That's bad doctrine. Did you know that? When you receive Christ as your Savior, you are justified. When God looks at you, you are just like as if you have never sinned. Okay? It, it, past, present, future. I know we don't think that way. Oh, man, I just messed up. He's going to get me. Our God is not a God that gets you. Anything that ha all things work together for good. So anything that happens, if you mess up and you suffer the consequences of your mess up, learn from messing up, and then God has worked some good that you're not as dumb as you were before. Don't get the what ifs. God is, God doesn't change. Okay, He's going to get you through whatever you face. 
until it's time for you to go home or until he comes, just as we sang just a few minutes ago. Timothy experienced fear and depression over his life and ministry. Paul wrote this to him. 2 Timothy verses, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers with pure conscience that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears that I may be filled with joy. When I call unto remembrance the unfade faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. <clears throat> if you're standing at the opening of 2021 and you are afraid of all that may happen, that's not a God. Because God has not given you that spirit of fear. He's given you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. And just as he told Joshua, be strong, be of good courage. He's telling you that this morning. You see, we have got to overcome the fear of the future. We have got to overcome the fear of the future. I'm going to share with you this morning a few ways that we can do that. How do we overcome the, the fear of the future? Number one, we have to strengthen our faith. Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. There's a promise. Joshua 1.9, I have not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Ephesians 6.10 says this, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of the might, of his might. And it goes on to tell us to put on the armor of God. See, if we are going to overcome fear, we have got to strengthen our faith. And to strengthen our faith, we have to saturate our lives in the word of God. Joshua 1, 7, and 8. Only be thou strong and very courageous, that thou mayest observe get this part, to do according to all that law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe, get this, to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success." He's telling us here that we need to, to, to be in God's word. That we are to <clears throat> obey God's word. That we are to think on God's word over and over and over again. He is telling us that we are not to go to the right or to the left. That means we're to have balance. You see, we have people all the time taking God's word and, and running off this direction, running off that direction, only half of what's really there. That's why so many people, have, there's so many false prophets in this world, in this country. Philippians 4.8, the New Testament restates this principle. 
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things that are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me, get this, do, and the God of peace shall be with you. You see, what causes fear is getting into things and listening to things and reading things and worrying about things instead of being in God's word. We have got to saturate our lives with the word of God. Five ways, well, six ways to do it. Starts by hearing it. Romans ten seventeen. so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hear it. Hear it preached. Instead of watching or listening to talk radio, go and listen to a good Christian radio station that has good Christian preachers, solid doctrinal preachers. Hear it. Man, just download and let it just play over and over. We have more access to the God's Word today than ever before. You can hear it over and over again. Not only hear it, but read it. Revelation 3.1 says this, And unto the angel of the church at Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest and art dead. Hmm. That doesn't match. Every now and then you ever do that, you put the wrong verse in. Read it. Read it. Read the word. Not only read it, but study it. This one works. 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of the truth. Get see that rightly dividing once again, keeping in balance, keeping straight doctrinally, not going off to the right, not going off to the left, not letting your emotions carry you away. Going to the word. Study the word of God and then memorize it. Psalm 119.11, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Memorize it. I, I got to tell you, this is one of the areas that I struggle with. I, I'm getting more and more because I read more and more. When I went to Bible college and had all these stinking tests on, on writing verses, it blew me away because the way the Bible college teachers if you had a misspelled word, that was wrong. If you had a mispunctuation, it was wrong. If you had it out of order, it was wrong. Three strikes and the verse is gone. And some of those verses were like six verses and not just one. And I got in real, I really just blew that. I don't spell well. Um, <clears throat> I don't memorize well. I kept telling the teachers I killed those brain cells. And... Uh, but we need to memorize it. We need to hide it in our heart. And then we need to meditate on it. This book, the law, shall not depart out of my mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. You see, <laughs> meditate is like a cow chewing cud. It's not Eastern meditation where you empty your mind. You don't want to have an empty mind because if you empty your mind, Satan will fill it with something. You want, to be, you want your mind focused on the Word of God. And you want to think about it. 
and you want to chew on it, and you want to chew on it, and you want to chew on it some more. <laughs> One commentary I read says it relates this word meditate to mutter or to read aloud. Like my wife, she runs around muttering all the time, talking to herself. I don't say it out loud. She, she talks to herself. It's okay. I talk to myself, but I just don't let it go. Think about that word. Chew on that word. If you have to talk to yourself about that word, talk to yourself about the, the word of God. And then finally, obey it. It doesn't do you any good to learn all sorts of things if you're not going to obey it. John 14, 50, if you love me, keep my commandments. We will saturate ourselves in the word of God. And then we have to rely on the power of God. Joshua 1, 6, be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto the fathers. Do you understand that God is with us? Joshua, he said he was going to be with Joshua, with us wherever he went. We have something better. John 14, 16 says this, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. By the way, that's one of the verses I had to memorize. I memorized that and memorized that and, and he brought the words, but not the spelling. Joshua, John 16, verse 7, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Acts 1, 8. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria and under the most parts of the earth. Do you realize that those verses are all telling us and promising us the Holy Spirit? And then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and, and dwelt the believers there in Jerusalem. And then later there's a proof as Gentiles started coming to the Lord that they too received the power of the Holy Spirit. And when we receive Christ as our Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residences inside us. We are the temple of the living God. Jesus says this, and it, the Bible says this in Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Rely on the power of God. He is with us. Lastly, hold fast to his promises. Joshua, he promises Joshua to give him all that land. Matthew 6.33 tells us this, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. We're to seek God. 
He will take care of all the other things. Romans 10.9, one of the greatest promises. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you're here and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, then you might ought to be afraid of what's coming. But if you have come to know Christ as your Savior, if you have, these words confess and believe, if you have believed on the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, how he paid for it all on Calvary, he was buried and he rose again the third day, if you have entered into a relationship by, by taking hold of that, by believing in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, you have nothing to worry about. If you haven't, you have a lot to worry about. Don't leave here in that state. Here's another promise. I think more and more believers are looking to this. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Titus 2.13 says this, Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. He's coming again. So you're going to come this year? I don't know. I sure know that there's a lot of people after 2020 are looking. I don't know when he's coming, but I know he's coming. I know he's coming. There are thousands and thousands of promises in the Bible. We need to hold on to those promises. Hold on to those promises. See, we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid. <clears throat> Joshua 1.9 Have I not commanded thee, be strong and of good courage? Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest we don't have to fear 2021 we're walking with the Lord let's pray Father uh, if we get our eyes off of you and we look at the world and the things going on all around us we're going to sink just as Peter as he was walking on the water when he started looking around and seeing the the waves and the wind and that he fell. Lord, may we focus on you. May we saturate our lives in your word. 
May we hold fast to those promises you have given us. And may we always know that you are with us, that you are empowering us, that you will help us through whatever comes our way. Lord, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we look to that glorious appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Pray, Father, for those who don't know you, maybe you're watching online or maybe here. Pray, Father, if they're not, they don't know you, that today they will turn away from their sin, turn away from trusting in, in good works or whatever they may be trusting in, and that they will put their trust in you. And they can have all their sin forgiven. And Lord, they will receive the great benefits of being a child of God. We give you honor. We give you glory. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, it's going to be a great year. We're going to have drive through Easter. I am praying that we might be able to get the singing group here and have a singing, have a, you know, last year we had booked the, uh, the singers from Trinity and they couldn't come because of this. Maybe this year they can come. Even if we have to do it outside. Maybe this is a year we do a sunrise service. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Listen, God's going to bless you see, because his will is being done, and he's using you to do that. Uh, for those of you who are guests, we really appreciate you being here. Um, we don't take that for granted. Um, I always forget to, to ask you to fill out a card and let us know you're here. But um, if you feel like doing that, that would be a blessing. But uh, if not, we don't twist arms. Um, I don't even have anything to give you right now, but I'll be changing that. We'll get some, some incentives. But uh, you guys have a blessed day. And I'm only about one minute over. How about that? Praise the Lord. You guys have a great day. God bless. You're dismissed.